up, everybody? My name's Joel. We're here for coffee time, and I got my buddy again with me, Ryan Eaton. Uh, me and Ryan are about in the same season of life. We're around the same age. You got children around the same age, and we've both been married around the same That's length right. of time. Uh, so what I want to do in this coffee time is just talk about marriage real quickly with this kind of thought and as husbands, what we think about when we, we hear something like this. So, you know, as a pastor, I study a lot of subjects um, all the time. One of the biggest ones that I study is marriage because that's where a lot of people are at. And, you know, when, when marriage is right, it helps everything. When, mm-hmm. when marriage is wrong, it hurts everything. Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> so it's one true. of those things that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just as a man and as a husband, I'm constantly brushing up on. And I had this thought just based off of a situation I encountered out of a marriage counseling session. And I just put it in my journal and I'll just read it to you and we can kind of talk about it. But a marriage can overcome anything except hardness of heart. And, and here's what I mean by that is I have seen marriages overcome infidelity. I have seen marriages overcome poverty. I have seen marriages overcome sickness and disease. I've, I've wa- seen husbands and wife that have walked through cancer, that yeah. have, have walked through drug addiction and yep. overcome it. Like yep. I've seen people walk through really hard things and come out on the other side of it, That's not right. even smelling like smoke in marriage. At the same time, I've watched marriages deal with really small, stupid stuff. And I use that word stupid just to get your attention because yeah. I know that may offend some of you. No. Uh, but I mean, like, just yeah. genuinely on the grand scheme of things, oh, yeah. very, very small, and they get a divorce. Very, very small, and they're roommates. There's no love. There's no interaction. And it's because that very small thing hardened their heart. And now you've got a partner who's trying to earn points when no one is keeping score. And if I'm trying to earn points and no one's keeping score, that means I can't ever win. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so a marriage can overcome anything, but it can't overcome a hard heart that's just not seeing what the other person is doing. And I don't ever want my heart to get there. I don't want your heart to get there, our hearts to get there. How do I stop my heart from from you know getting to a place of, of hardness where I don't see the full value and worth of what my wife is adding? Because I think when my heart is as soft as a husband, yep. I'm, I'm seeing it and yep. I'm validating it. Yep. I'm seeing it and I'm calling it out. Um, what have you seen or what comes to your mind when I'm saying those things? Yeah, no, that, that's a great, great point there. Um, you know, I think to stop the little things, you know, sometimes you'll see a little thing, oh, they made a little comment that kind of didn't sit right. Yep. If you sit there and fester on that, mm. Oh, that's it's the little foxes. Oh my gosh. It, it's amazing. It's a, but it's she, so real. Oh, it is. It's a, did she just say that? Like I wasn't doing anything, yes. you know, like, I mean, it would sit there and then yes. you, you mumble on it, think about it. It can ruin your day. It can ruin the night. Yes. It can ruin the, the week. I, I mean, mean it the other, you. the other night me and Pep were going to go celebrate her parents 50th uh, oh, anniversary. So it was special. real cool. And so, my wife loves, loves her parents, especially her father. She loves her mom too. Don't get me wrong. But like her father has just a special place in her heart. So she's writing this note to yeah. him. In the middle of that, I say something to Pep where I'm like, it's all, it was something that happened where I wanted kind of a moment of celebration and it just was not uh, reciprocated. Yeah. And like, I didn't say anything. Like I maybe could have in that moment have been like, 
babe, did you hear what I said? Or yep. like that kind of thing. But it did bother me. Yeah. And like, it was very real in my heart. And I'm like, I'm not going to throw this out because I don't want to start something right before we go oh, yeah. to, to yeah. dinner and that yeah. kind of thing. And I just sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. And finally, and thank God for the Holy Spirit and like a Christian walk. But like the Holy Spirit was like, she was writing a note to her father. Like you could have picked a better time to say something like when she's not distracted, like get that out of your heart. She does see you. She does validate you. She does love you. All of those things of like genuinely, but that's how it happens. It's something happens where something gets in our heart Um, and we don't, we don't stop it from growing. I've noticed in my marriage that the more I appreciate my wife, the less I have chances for those little things to that's good, me. Right? So the more, um, babe, thank you for making coffee. Thanks for getting the laundry done. Thanks for the, the yep. lunch. Thanks for making sure the kids had this, this done. Thanks for signing up for all the different things we we're supposed to do and knocking them out. The more I say thank you, it's almost like the less I have a chance to let those other things even offend me because it's almost like I've even trained my mind. Oh man, she did these nine things. Oh, we can let that slide. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it, that might not be actually how it works, but it feels like that. Well, I think going back to that, you know, sports analogy and guys, I think we can understand <clears throat> that if you are keeping points yeah. when people are doing things yeah. of like, they did that. Oh, they, they scored, they scored, That's they right. scored, they scored, they scored. Um, that if they do something wrong, but they're up by 50 because yep. you've kept the tab of that. That's right. And it's That's like, right. okay, like yeah. it, it knocked it, but we're still winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that kind of thing, but yeah. but but genuinely, I think noticing that and protecting our heart um, from yeah. um, any slights and things like that that kind of come where our heart gets hardened towards that. I think too for couples and men um, of turning our interest away from our family. That sometimes I've seen this happen in the lives of men is that we get so prioritized with things outside of the house. Uh, Um, And our hearts are so open and excited for that, that we've kind of shut our family out from that. Mm -hmm. And we're not taking that same energy, life and vitality towards that. And it's getting cold because I think love is like a fire. Um, Every single positive interaction is like a log on a fire. But if you're not adding new logs, it will burn out. Like you've got to feed that fire and so oftentimes I think we feed our careers without feeding our marriage mm-hmm. or we may even feed our relationship with our children because they need us so yep. much yep. that we're not feeding our relationship with our spouse okay. and the heart is getting hardened and the, the love of many is waxing cold mm-hmm. you know to use a biblical example how have you balanced that you know you've got kids they're busy you've got a career it's busy how do you prioritize marriage where you're not allowing your heart to get hardened or closed what does that look like I had a buddy give me a years ago on this and he takes he said I take two nights every quarter for me and my wife to go have a date night and so they'll go out and he said we go out of town typically it's somewhere at least an hour away and we spend two nights just us maybe it's just spa maybe it's a movie maybe it's whatever excuse me the uh, but they spend two nights every quarter mm. to make sure they have specific time where it's just about them because like like us we're running so hard with all the kids stuff yep. and then our work stuff and you know maybe you're working out you're doing all these different things it it can be easy hey it's okay nothing's wrong right yep. and to kind of sit it over here on the backboard just let it simmer for a little bit 
and but you've got to make sure you're intentional and in setting up time each quarter maybe each month a date night once a week every other week what just being intentional so you know you have that time to build a relationship because when the kids leave yep. you know if you spent 18 years you know all about the kids and you never did anything to work on your marriage i see how it can be tough on people when the sure. kids leave i mean that's you know you forgot who the person was you married and yeah. so you do have to make sure you're kind of putting that time in there to keep that keep that fire going in your marriage as well that at least to me that was a great piece of advice i got years ago and we've we've uh, covid messed it up besides for that we've been pretty solid <laughs> on it and I, I've, I've really enjoyed that you do a great job at that too well you know years ago we had a couple that came and they said the same thing they call it a keep the candle burning uh, trip okay like okay. Kind of like, okay it makes it yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay and so but that's one of the things that we do prioritize is is along that line and then i, I think too like that open communication yeah of you know you, you've got to have those trips then you got to have those moments where i think uh, freely we can express to our wives and our wives can express to us what they need in that season yep and us have hearts that are open to listen mm-hmm. um and you know that's one of the things i'm trying to prioritize more in my marriage is um, me sitting down with my wife and just being like, what do you need from me in this season? Mm-hmm. Uh, what specific compliments do you need? What, what specifically do you need from my time? Like, what do you need from me? And, and asking questions that position my heart to be more and more open like to that. her words and more and more open to what she's walking through in this season. Because I, I think so oftentimes uh, we're treating people the way they based off the needs they had in other seasons Mm. and Mm. i think in each season there are different needs and to really find and mind that that heart of my spouse by opening up my heart of like what do you need from me has been something that's been very life-giving you know ed and dana trim i remember he told me years ago that they would sit down maybe as a monthly or quarterly basis and what are some things that i'm doing that I can do better for you mm-hmm. and what are some things and both of them would go back and forth and they'd make a list and they try it and maybe it would be the same three things the next time or the two things or one thing whatever it was the next time but a kind of an open time where they could communicate and hey this is not us trying to get aggressive with each other or tell everyone what they're doing wrong but if I could pick one thing or if you could pick one thing about me to, to improve upon what can I work on to try to make things better for you and, yes. and improve our I loved that. I haven't done it, but it sounded really good. <laughs> so, but I think that's one of those things is just having that communication where you can yes. do that. Um, and it's kind of a, a, a safe zone yep. that you know you can bring it up. And yep. it's not, are they just throwing me under the bus? Yeah. You know, but it's, hey, this is something for me the way I am in this season. And it's yes. probably going to change as time goes on. So, well, I mean, when you, when you think about that, though, in the context of any relationship, like if my kids came up to me and be like, hey, Dad, what do you need from me in this season? Mm. Uh, like, mm. what, what can I do to add value to you? Tell have you heard that? Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> how, how big of a blessing would that be? Or like if an employee came in, like, what do you need from me in this yeah. season? Like, yeah. I, I really want to serve you better. Mm. What do you need from me? Mm. Like, would that not set them no, up for man. promotion? Yep. You know, or like, even if a boss sat down with an employee and be like, what do you need from me in this season? Yep. I want to serve you better. Tell me what you need. Um, you know, I think that's powerful because most of the time I, I don't think any of us would even say anything, but it's just me knowing that they have a heart. And this is the key phrase that is open to yep. that. 
of yep. like a heart that wants to serve, a heart that wants to see, a heart that wants to know. And I think that's that's powerful in the, the context of any relationship, even our relationship with God. Um, but out of that with our spouses of like, in this season, what do you need from me? Like in this season, how can I serve you better? In this season, what am I, what am I not seeing that I need to see? So let me flip this for you. <laughs> what if you bring that up to your spouse, right? In that safe zone in that time, hey, I'd love to see this. And nothing changes in that subject. Yeah. How would you how would you handle that kind of going you know, going forward if a month or two later nothing's changed, do you bring it back up? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's funny enough you say this. Okay. So genuinely yesterday, okay. Um, me and Pep sat down uh, for coffee time. Okay. And we're sitting there and I asked her that question. And she brought up the same thing she had brought up. Now, we're not doing this every month. Okay. You know, but I would say this was probably like six, eight months. And like I came and, you know, yesterday I had off and it was a busy week last week. So, you know, finally time to just really sit down and kind of mind the relationship, open my heart, you know, that kind of thing, sit down for an extended period yeah. of coffee. And she told me that, and I got emotional, man. And because she wasn't accusatory, yeah. but it was the same thing she said before. And I said, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry for having to say I'm sorry again. Mm. That, that this is something I said I was sorry for, but I'm sorry that I'm having to say it again now. That's good. But, but I appreciate you telling me that, and I, I genuinely want to walk that out and serve you better. And I think that this is one of the things that we have to be mindful of at, at couple as couples. That like in this particular area, it's me learning her love language changed That's is right. basically what's happened. She was quality time for forever. And I came in and learned how to spoke that. But in this season it's moved over to words of affirmation. And for me, I, I genuinely speak words of affirmation decently well, yeah. um, but it's not my chief kind of thought when it right. comes to like loving others and that type of thing. So like really, really coming back and harping on what I'm seeing and praising. And of course, like the first time she brought it up, the whole time she's bringing it up, I'm thinking in my heart of like, I think the world of A, B, C, D. Yeah. But when I looked at it, I'm like, but you know, when is the last time I, I have said it? About it. Yep. Because there's, you know, it's going back. We know, like, if I spoke wrong words over something, that it would kill it. Yep. Like, I, I believe there's life and death in the power of the right. tongue. And so, like, if, if you have a plant and you're pouring arsenic on it, it's not going to live. And you can't have a great marriage and all the time be yelling and arguing and fighting and, and calling out everything that's wrong. It's like pouring arsenic on a plant. That's it's right. Like, it ain't, it's not going to produce fruit. But in the same sense, if you don't water it, Mm-hmm. Like you didn't pour arsenic on it, but if you don't, if you don't fertilize it and it water it, it can too. die that way too. <laughs> and so a lot of times in marriage, it's not that we don't have, uh, you know, a lot of these negative words. It's that we don't have a lot. Yep. We don't have enough words to really kind of produce fruit. And that's kind of what I've seen in my life and what, you know, she was saying, like in this season, I need a lot of affirmation because she's in that role where like the it, life is changing. The kids are getting older yep. and there, there's those types of things. So, so many of the affirmation she was getting when you have infants and toddlers, that's moving and kind yep. of changing out. And so in that search of like when you're finding that identity, you need affirmation then more than ever. So it's a legitimate need that I see, but it was one of those things that I had not come up in. And to her credit, and I think this is what I would tell people with that exact question, that was kind of a roundabout way of answering it, is like you're not married to perfection. Mm -hmm. 
And so this is not going to be something that like you say it and then they can immediately make behavioral modification. Yeah. <laughs> That's like coming to somebody and be like, okay, we're going to eat healthy from now on. Yeah. <laughs> and expecting like, I'm never going to eat the brownie or cookie. And so it's not like you can, you can say these things and all of a sudden, you know, magically they are the perfect person right. in that area. No, that's right. So it does take growth, but it takes that mutual side of communication of being like, okay, it's okay that I'm having to say this again, yep. but that's genuinely what I need. Yep. And it's okay to say, I'm sorry again. And to say like, I'm going to grow in that area yep. and then to, to strive to grow in that area. And then when, like in that case where if it is more profound, when they do it one time or they do like whatever you mm-hmm. say, like mm-hmm. I need you to do and they do it, praise, praise them it. for that. Praise Don't it. come back and be like, you never do it. It's That's like, right. I did it two weeks ago. It's like, I'm trying to get you to do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come back and be like, That's you right. did. And that was That's awesome. Right. It meant the world to me. Right. And lead with that positive affirmation mm, and, and build that in their heart. Because I think what is rewarded is repeated. And so the more oh, we right. reward that that good behavior in a child or in a spouse, it will become more repetitive. Right. Um, and that kind of thing. I love that. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Good answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say about not, one of the things we talked about just before we kind of turned everything on was, you know, even going to bed upset about something. Mm. What have you found in your marriage on that front? Man, I found like, I believe big in what, you know, Paul wrote there of like, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And, you know, out of that of, and I I think the point of that is it's going back to that statement you made at the beginning of this, of it's like a seed. Mm -hmm. And if you deal with a seed when when it's first sown, so much easier to deal with that than when it starts to put down roots. That's right. When it starts to put down roots, you've got a problem. Yep. And so I think not going to bed mad and like dealing with issues quickly is exactly kind of what we're talking about of like not hardening your heart, but just making a decision right. to do that. And and so I think some couples may be at that place where it's like we're done talking about it and you go to bed and that yeah. type of thing. Don't think like you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the heart of that scripture is like genuinely do not let this fester for months. Do not let this fester for weeks. Don't, don't focus on this for like deal with it. Talk about it. That's right. But I think so many couples and this could be a whole nother podcast just don't know how to talk to each other. Yeah. They don't know how to listen and they don't know how to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think if we could just come in that situation where I listen with teachability and I speak with humility that I don't speak with accusation. I, I speak with humility of speaking from a place of genuine need and not accusation. Like, I genuinely need this from you. Yep. Not you never give it. Yeah. And that's that's the same thing, but completely, completely different. Completely different times. That's right. And like that simple art of learning how to communicate with, with genuine need and desire and not accusation. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. I'm never more like the devil as a husband than when I come and tell my wife, you never, you always. Like that is him yeah. of coming in and, and saying yep. that. Um, and so if I can, if I can speak with humility and just come and say, Hey, I think I need something Mm. and it may be even unfair, but I think I need it in the season. I need blank. Yep. 
you know, and, and if I did blank, I genuinely think it would minister life to me and help me serve you better. Like that spirit of humility and communicating that way is going to yield far better fruit um, in that. But I don't think we ever, like that That takes a while to learn because we've never seen it modeled. That's right. Like most of us didn't grow up in households where like that kind of spirit of humility and teachability is modeled. In a or family. you're not even in those rooms during those conversations, yes. yeah. right? And so you didn't see it. Even if you, even yes. if you were in a great home, you missed that side yes. of it because your parents were probably trying to talk about things I think things that's such a good point. Doors. Such a good point. And that can be a whole nother podcast yeah. that we do. <laughs> like, bring your children into some of these yeah. and let them watch you reason together. Where It's like we don't have to hide things. Like yeah. They need to know how to navigate these to things. handle these same types of situations. Yeah. So right. we don't want them to see like you know bad behavior. We want them to see a real issue that could even be bad, yep. but good communication around a bad issue. Because yep good communication over a bad issue will turn it into a good issue um and so anyway that's good yeah good stuff yes fellas i hope y'all listen on that (laughs) (laughs) well man thank you for your time i i'm I'm so thankful for you buddy you've just been a gift to me in my life and gift to to our family and everything else so feel the same way brother love you good things you too thanks everybody for watching listen we'll see you next time